Hi everyone. So I know bullying is always a very hot topic. People are always asking, how do I move my child away either from being bullied or from being the bully? And it really starts first with education. We really want our kids to know what the four social roles are so that they can be motivated to choose the only healthy one. And I'm going to go through that with you today. There are four social roles that a child could be in. There's the champion role, a victim role, an unhealthy boss, that's what I call the bully, and a bystander. And our goal is to get our children to believe that everybody has championship within them, that everybody is a champion, that everybody can be a champion. Some people are just unaware that they're champions and that that is the healthiest role to be in. And if they're currently in a different role, that they can at any point, at any time, move into a, you know the champion role. So before we discuss the characteristics of each role, I'd like to point out that all social interactions that kids have that are problematic come from a place of one of the parties believing that some people are more important than others. Because if both people interacting are actually aware that all human beings are equally valuable, then they wouldn't need to argue about things. They wouldn't need to have um, these social arguments. They would, they would just be able to figure things out in a way that shows that they respect themselves and that they respect the other person. Now, I'm not talking about someone who has a social delay, someone who really doesn't have conversational skills and they really need to learn skills the same way that a person would learn math skills. I'm talking about children who are socially up to par and are just in a drama of one-upmanship, of either being the victim or being bossy. There's always an element in those situations of at least one of the parties believing that someone is more or less valuable. And you could see it in your own homes also, not only when your kids go off to school, but you could see when siblings are arguing with each other, it's very rarely that when they're arguing about, you know, who gets to use the pen first, that they actually need the pen in that moment and that it would actually um, be problematic for them to have the pen, you know, 30 seconds later. Generally, what they're trying to say is, you know, I just need to prove that I'm more important to you. But kids that are really secure and kids that are really confident with who they are, they never need to prove to anybody that they're more important because they're very, very clear and aware that each human being is equally important. They'll solve things in a way that show that. They might say something like, oh, you know, I got here first and, you know, I really want to use it now um, because I have to go do something else. Or they'll say, oh, okay, fine, you could use it. They'll figure it out. doesn't mean they won't stick up for themselves. It just means that there won't be that intense drama of trying to prove that someone is more or less valuable. Okay, so let's start with the first role, which is the healthiest role, the only healthy role, and that is the champion child. A champion child has two characteristics. One is that they're not afraid to be kind to everybody. And when I explain this to children, I say to children, it's not just that they're kind to everybody, they're not afraid to be kind. And why do I use that wording? Because you have to be strong and courageous and brave to not care what the other kids in your class think about you. You have to be strong enough to do the right thing because a lot of kids want to be nice to people, but they're afraid what other people are going to think about them. So that holds them back from being able to be nice to everybody. So the first characteristic of a champion is that they're not afraid to be kind to everybody. And the second characteristic is that they're not afraid to speak up to an unhealthy boss in a dignified way. Meaning they'll go over to an unhealthy boss that puts them down and they'll say to the 
unhealthy boss, you know, I'm trying to understand why you're saying that, you know, and if they see that the unhealthy boss doesn't back down when they speak up, they'll know that person's not healthy and I could just go establish my own relationships. I don't need to engage with that person. I could be nice to them. I could smile at them. I could lend them a pencil in class, but that's not a relationship that I want to go after. And sometimes kids will actually ask and they'll say, you know, but I really want to be friends with that girl because she's so much fun. Or I really want to be friends with him because he's so much fun. And the answer to that really is it's really, really your choice, but you just have to know that, you know, since you already expressed to that person, you know, that they're saying something hurtful, you expressed it in a kind way and, you know, the person didn't seem to care and made fun, continued to make fun of you, you have to know that you're in an unhealthy relationship. That's your choice, but you're, you're choosing to get hurt. You know, I mean, I, I, I think that you're stronger, you know, I think you could do better, but that's, you know, everybody makes their own choices and, you know, you're smart enough to figure this out. Some people, you know, like to experiment with it a little bit on their own. You let the kids make their own decisions about these things. You just teach them the facts, but you say to them, some kids like to experiment a little bit more. Some kids, once they realize that a child really doesn't care about hurting other people for whatever reason, they actually are strong enough to be able to walk away from that. Well, we actually like to tell the kids about the unhealthy boss is that they are very valuable and important, just as every human being is, but they're just not aware of it. You know, my kids know uh, a, a certain boy that lives around the corner from us. They grew up with him, and he's like a really good kid. And the last few months or so, he's been up to what seems like, you know, a little bit of trouble. My kids see him. So one of my very young kids asked me, he said, oh, you know, he's not a good kid anymore. And my 13-year-old right away said, no, of course he's a good kid. He just doesn't know it. So that's really what's going on with the unhealthy bosses, that they're just not aware of their greatness. So they feel like the only way to show that they're great is to exert power over other people, to put other people down, because if they knew how great they were, they would never feel the need to do that. And by the way, I do have a chart that outlines the characteristics of all four social roles. So if anybody's interested in them, you can just email me at my email address. It's tammysassoon at gmail.com. It's double M, double S, double O, T A M M Y S A S S O O N at gmail.com. Okay, so that's with the champion. So what's a victim? A victim is a child who hasn't yet learned how to say stop or no. So we always want to use the word yet with anything that our kids have not mastered. We always want to tell them yet. Like, you know, we haven't yet figured out um, how to be great at multiplication or we haven't yet figured out how to say no or stop to somebody who's being unkind. So that's the main characteristic of a victim child. Sometimes a victim child um, is someone that has poor social skills. And and when a child has poor social skills, they actually need to go learn how to have better social skills the same way somebody would, you know, go get a math tutor to learn how to increase their math skills. There are social skills experts and specialists that can teach conversational skills to kids. But generally speaking, a victim is somebody who, from an emotional standpoint, hasn't yet learned how to say no or stop. Okay. Um, The next social role is the unhealthy boss. Okay. Um, The reason I like to call it an unhealthy boss instead of a bully is just because the bully kind of like puts that child down And yes, that child needs to be put in their place. And yes, the administration of a school definitely needs, you know, to give the bully the support that they need in order to back down from that role. I actually have something called a bully support plan 
you know, and I, I give it over to administrators in schools and they use it and they actually have heart to heart conversations with that unhealthy boss or bully in order to help that child back out of the role that they're in and to have awareness of the role that they're in. And it always works. The longest I've ever seen it take, um, you know, if a principal and a teacher are working with this unhealthy boss is I would say about four weeks. You know, if they're consistent about it and they keep working with them, because let's face it, that person came into this world with a special soul, just like every other child in the class did. Something happened along the way that made that child believe that the only way that he or she is valuable is by exerting power over other people and putting them down. So what are the exact behaviors of an unhealthy boss? Okay, so one is that child acts like his or her opinions count more than other people's opinions. So let's say when a bunch of kids are working on a project together, they might say to the other kid, oh, that's so dumb. What do you mean? That's not how we do it. Or this way is much better. Instead of saying like, oh, so you want to do it this way, they phrase things in very subtle ways. And as kids get older, that phraseology actually becomes much more subtle. So we actually have to teach that to kids. We want to point out the wording um, that people use so that they can be um, aware of it and then they could choose healthy friendships. The unhealthy boss, of course, bosses people around, belittles people. And then, of course, oversteps boundaries by threatening or touching people's things. And I tell kids that the main gist of the unhealthy boss is that basically people feel scared and uncomfortable around them, right? So they might be popular and people might want to be friends with them, but their followers are not confident, healthy people. Their followers are followers are people that are also looking for a feeling of importance through unhealthy ways of status and power. And in terms of teaching kids that everyone's equally important, the best way to give that over to kids is to let them know that every human being comes into this world with their own unique set of gifts and their own unique set of challenges. No exceptions. No exceptions. You know, the child that's sitting in your class that's struggling with everything, whether it's, you know, struggling academically and struggling with friends, you know, and struggling in every area of their life and family, that child has some gifts. Maybe you didn't tap into them yet. Maybe you haven't figured them out yet, but that child definitely has some gifts, right? Or you see a child in class who the opposite looks like a superstar. It looks like everything comes easily to that child. Great with academics and sports and friends and everything. No doubt, 1 million percent, they have a challenge. You just don't know about it. So what do we want to teach our kids about dealing with the unhealthy boss? A lot of times after kids learn this, they say, but I really want to be friends with that person. And as I mentioned earlier, we give the child the choice, but we do want to empower our kids to know that you can go and you can actually say something to that person if you'd like to consider pursuing a friendship. You can call the person up at night when it's just you and that person, not in front of the other kids. And you can be very honest and sincere. Okay, this probably works much better for girls than for boys. Boys don't do these things in conversational ways like girls do. But girls, I've seen many of them. They'll call someone up at night and they'll say, they'll use the words. You know, I know you don't mean to. Exactly like in a low calm tone. I know you don't mean to. You know, when you say you're going to pick her to be on your team, it really, really makes the girl feel bad. I, I know it's not your intention. I know you would never want to do that, but it makes her feel bad. And then you want to teach your child, pay attention. 
What does that girl who has been an unhealthy boss answer to you? Does she say, oh, you're being such a baby? And does she continue putting down and smashing? Or does she say, oh, I never thought of it like that. Or, oh, I didn't realize. Or, oh, thank you for mentioning that. So based on her response, you can decide if you want to continue a friendship with her or not. Now, a conversation like that goes over better in a school where the culture is such that the teachers are setting things up that they themselves as human beings are working on themselves and that they're inspiring children to bring out the best in each other and children to work on themselves. It does get a little bit more difficult if kids are in a school where the culture is one of competition as opposed to equality. Um, So it's not impossible for a child to thrive and choose healthy relationships in such a setting, but they might just need more guidance from you while they're trying to do that. And lastly, the fourth social role is the bystander role. And that's a child who watches people getting hurt and doesn't get involved. Not coming from a mean place, but again, coming from an insecure, not confident place. Like feeling like, I don't even know if there's anything I can do here. Like, is it possible that anybody would hear what I have to say? And again, what we want to do is we want to push children or encourage, I should use the word rather, out of the bystander role, out of the victim role, you know, into the champion role, out of the unhealthy boss role, into the champion role. So if a child is a bystander and is just watching people getting hurt, we might want to encourage that child also to go speak up to the unhealthy boss just the same way that I described earlier. I highly encourage that you print this chart, the four social roles chart, hang it up on your refrigerator, let the kids see it, let it be the family dynamic, let the kids know what's healthy, what's unhealthy. I have the champion one titled in green and all other three in red so that the kids could see the difference, could see what we're moving towards. And what I do is in order to encourage the kids and to motivate them and to inspire them to want to be in the champion role is I talk a lot about how this is what capable people do. Everybody innately and naturally wants to feel capable. We all want to feel like we're people that know how to do things. So when you explain it to children as something that, you know, emotionally mature people are able to do, sophisticated people are able to do, or sometimes if I'm teaching this to a third grader, I would say to them, you know, really it's like a fourth grade concept, but but I think that you might be able to understand it. Or you could use what I call the begging technique, which is, you know, you put it up and you say to the, ch- the child, um, you know, if you're interested, let me know, like right now I'm busy. And then the child says like, what is this? Could you explain it? Yeah, yeah, right now I'm busy. Ask me again tonight. Tonight I might be available. The child asks again tonight. Oh yeah, I might have a few minutes now, but I'll have like really, you know, much more time tomorrow night. And you have the child asking you like, could you explain this? We want it to come from the kids. This is not something that we're pushing down our children's throats in general. As we know, that doesn't work. That only works in the moment. You know, we're only able to get kids to do what's right when we push them in the moment. But our goal is not to just get kids to do things in the moment at all. Our goal is to inspire kids to want to live healthy lives, to want to be in healthy friendships. We want this to come from them. Every child can be a champion. I have never, ever worked with and I have never, ever seen a child who was unable to move out of any of the unhealthy roles with proper direction into the champion role. If you ever have any questions, feel free to email me. It's Tammy Sassoon at gmail.com. Again, it's double M double S double O T A M M Y S A S S O O N at gmail.com. I'm very passionate about this 
And I really, really feel like every child can experience the joy of healthy friendships. I hope that was helpful.